Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast about upcycling. It's Reclaimed Audio with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Phil Roots, and Tim Sway. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 53 for November 9th, 2016. And, uh... And by now, I think if you're listening to this, a new president will have been elected. We don't know who because we're recording this two days ago, but uh, it should be interesting either way. Um, our top Patreon supporters this week are Louise Gonzalez, Make Build Modify, Stu Morrison, The Godfather Jimmy DeResta. <laughs> I didn't even see that. <laughs> I busted out the big guns this week. Whoa, look at this. The Bazooka of Brass. Wow, I love that saying. I think I'm going to use I knew that how to play my one YouTube of these channel. <laughs> uh, the next one here Bill's is... Bazooka of Grass. I love it. Brass. Brass. I used to know a guy whose last name was Brass. That was a good name. Uh, Trustin Timber, Sean Petty, and Scott Turner. What's uh, what's going on here, boys? What are we working on? What's on the old benchy bench? You Bill, why don't you go first? Wait, wait, wait. I just want to say, I also want to thank all of our other Patreon supporters. I mean, we don't always do that. I know we're going to give a shout-out once in a while to everybody in particular, but um, I just just want to say thank you all, not just the big big supporters, but all the supporters. I, you know, I just, Absolutely. Cool no, that? we're due for doing another, yeah. another uh, everyone list. Maybe we'll do that next week. I'll yeah, it really, it really is that that community thing. Is that like everybody pitching in thing? That's uh, it's just, it's, yeah, yeah. It's not any one person. It's the whole fact that we have uh, these patrons, and, and you all have a special place in our hearts, no matter how much or how little. It's just you're all amazing, and we love you. Well said. Well said, Bill. Is that what you're working on right now? Loving people. Oh, am I working on? You know what I? You know what I worked on? I worked on all day yesterday. Do you know what it was? No. Was I it a edited, video? I a, edited my yeah. video. That's right. I released it. It went out live. You know, we say that. We say things go out. It's now live, but it's actually a recording of something. Does that mean that it's live on the platform? Yes. Yes. Okay. Tim, so, give him the old uh, bazooka of brass over there. I think he deserves it for getting this video up. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, wait, wait. For finishing ready? his Rubo bench? Okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yep. So I finished my Rubo glass salad bowl table bench. <laughs> <laughs> well done. That's the only oh. thing I know how to play on any brass instrument is the Go Fight Wind song. <laughs> oh. I, I, for some reason, I want to drink beer and wear a green kilt. <laughs> That's your problem. Yeah, you're a month buddy. late on that, I think. Uh, Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest. Do they wear kilts? They don't. They wear shorts. Yeah, the, they were lederhosen. Lederhosen. Yep. That's what it is. Yeah. Now, see that is now, wears green kilts. Is it in America? Would that be standard hosen instead of lederhosen? Uh, yeah, exactly. It would be three. <laughs> three point eight lederhosen <laughs> is one gallon hosen. <laughs> Hey, anyway, my next project, I promised Casey, and I've been, it's a honeydew that I've been putting off forever, and, I, and I, I'm debating on whether or not I want to do a video. I need to make a shoe rack. Well, that's and a good one. And if I make a video, it's going to be because I'm going to make a shoe rack that I haven't seen before. But if yeah, I make a shoe it. rack that's kind of just kind of like a shoe rack, shoe rack, then I probably won't make a video. 
But I, oh, I'd love to see that because I have to build one. Also, quick question: uh, Is your washing machine going right now? Oh yeah, let me do. I'm going to stop all of that right now. Hold on, don't don't. It's still my turn. Hold on. Keep this in. Oh, of course, I'm keeping this in. <laughs> okay, there. Every week. So um, I was like, oh, what is that noise? That is yeah. like, uh, you know, an egg beater in my brain right now. Oh it yeah, was wash, it was the Bill's washing his underwear again. Yeah, and the dryer. Washer and the dryer. Why wouldn't yeah. you have that on during the podcast? <laughs> during an during, audio recording. Uh, it's, it's five not, feet away from where you're sitting. But I just yeah. and then stuff happened and then it blew up and now I'm here. But <sighs> um, so yeah, so some shoe rack will be my next project. Um, hey, did you guys watch my video? I did. No, watch it. forget <laughs> it. I'm not watching it. Yeah, I watched it. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, the uh, you know you were talking about it a couple of podcasts ago about the whole reveal with the bearded dragon on the. I know, right? That and I was like, cool. I was just like, okay, whatever. And then I was like, yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> the, the thing actually does, though, and my camera couldn't pick it up, but I started off with it completely dark because there was a glow emanating from the bowl with a dragon on it. You can barely see the outline. Yeah. And then I just turned the, the table on itself. And then, of course, the light came on so you can see what it was. Um, but the camera didn't pick up the actual glow. I, I, it's, it's my my hundred and twenty dollar camera, isn't that? You know, I had the same problem with um, when Vance and I made those T shirts, and I used the glow paint, and I had Vance the, put the handprints the glow in the dark, yeah, and I couldn't, I just couldn't get it on film. I wonder if that's a chemical thing or just it's just too low of a light, too low of a light. The well, you're in sensor. California, so I'm pretty sure it's legal chemically. Well, here's why. Here, okay, look at this. Check it out. There's For those who can't see, I'm shaking my head. That I'm was sorry, Phil. I said Tim. Come sorry. on, man. You're better than this. You're better than this. No, Tim. But, but listen, listen, listen. I was just uh, the reason I'm asking this is because I did a small video of an airplane the other day as it was taxiing up, and when I and I'm watching it, you can't see the propeller at all because it's spinning so fast, right? You can see kind of a maybe a shady area when you're looking at the plane. You know, but that's on propeller. film. But on film, you can see it look yep. like it moves really slow. Yeah. Same with drill and, presses and some other of your tools in the shop. You'll see that sometimes too. Has to do with right. a frame per second rate because like you're, you're filming at like 30 or 40 quote frames per second, which means oh. how many basically photographs are being taken a second. And it's almost like the timing on your car where you have the timing light. You know, Now your, that I understand. Yeah. So, it's, okay. so sometimes it'll sync up just right to where you're getting – the way the rotations are lining up with your frames. And so you get that if I would have had the timing right on my dragon, the glow in the dark rocks would have showed up. No, that was still just no, off light. Totally different issue. But yeah. you know, your eye only sees 24 frames per second, which is why you see it as a blur, but your camera, which can record faster than that sees, you know, the weird pattern. Mm. How it the hell would you know how fast your eyes can see? That's the reason because I've done, I mean, some of us ed- like, I knew that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Well, it's the reason why film records at 24 frames per uh, 24 frames per second because it's the minimum amount before you know you start to see jittering. So but that's then if you why. watch like the old eight, what was it, eight millimeter film? Wasn't that eight frames per second? Is that where that name? Because that was always no, like it's because of... it's an eight millimeter frame. Oh right, right. But uh, yeah, when you watch the projectors, you know the old projectors and they're going through this, the they'd be older, the speed would be off, and you would see that yeah. jumpiness sometimes and stuff because it would. Dip below the 24. And so when you okay, get above okay, 24 okay, okay. is when you get into high-definition recording and video edit, uh, video recording. So, new right? podcast, and it has nothing to do with making. No. It's called Star no. Talk with Neil no. deGrasse Tyson, right? Yes. We all know who yes. he is. Yeah. And I love this stuff. And so would it could it be possible that in an alternate but parallel universe, if they were just a few frames per second faster than what we can perceive – 
Couldn't they be right next to us right now at this moment? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, they'd be what out of that, phase. Is what what's you that call over that? your shoulder? Yeah, you see that, Phil? Because we're recording through Skype right now, so we're actually at forty frames per second. We can see you in ways that. <laughs> you... <laughs> okay, let's get back on track here. Oh my God, we're going into theoretical oh, multiverse, wow. quantum physics. I know. I know. Okay, so what's our topic? No, quantum we're not there physics. yet. Nice try. Nice try. Oh. Tim, what do you, what's on your bench? What are you working on? Oh, God, I don't remember anymore. That was like 24 frames ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, what am I working on? I uh, Well, I just put out a video uh, today, Sunday, but you're three days ago, whatever, um, of uh, my first in the series of the Rockler CNC, the Piranha CNC that uh, oh, yeah. Rockler put in my shop. And so that just got posted today with Vance and I unboxing it and like learning how to use it so it's not like a super exciting as far as like learning but it's um i'm you know and i'm already like way ahead of where that video is in my learning and understanding of this uh software and equipment but i'm trying to record you know as i as i mentioned before and as i mentioned in my on my youtube channel and whatnot that i want to record the process for the people like me and like us that that don't really get it you know uh and not just skip through this stuff you know so i have I have all sorts of footage for other videos that I'm going to put together. But I'm trying to get a bulk of information so I can figure out the best way to put the story out. Uh, so the story is always going to be like a couple weeks behind me. So I can kind of have and then figure out the best way to, well, here's, I want to illustrate this aspect of it in mm-hmm. this video. Um, you know, so I've got failures on on video, me screwing stuff up. And, and you know, in some software stuff, I'm learning to, you know, I'm, I'm doing some of the screen grabs, you know, of, of some of the software stuff as I go in. Uh, so that's what I've been working on in my spare time. I mean, I, I have some other stuff I'm working on too, but that's been like really super exciting for me. Uh, and I feel like I'm really starting to understand the language. I'm still not really getting, I, well, I, I did a hangout with Jeff Worley, um, who is, a, you know, we know from the maker sphere and, uh, he's a, a machinist guy and, uh, he was, we actually like built a lollipop in fusion 360 together. Like he helped me like kind of you know, I was like, hey, we'll just build something simple. And so I'm starting to understand that a little better, but I'm still on the 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 Piranha. I'm still just using VCarve, which is like a simpler version of that type of software. And I feel like I'm, I'm getting that. Like I can do stuff on it, but I'm not quite fully getting the, the whole actual professional kind of level of computer, you know, design. So it's been uh, a very, like, intense uh like time because it's like, and I'm like, I put it off because it's like desk work. I'm like, I got to spend like an hour on fusion today. And I'm still like, I just keep going back to V because I can figure that one out a lot easier. It's pretty simple, which mm-hmm. is, which is good too though. Like, cause that's again, like this Rockler product. I see your finger one second. This, this Rockler product is a, like, it's supposed to be, you know, it's a small bench top CNC machine and the software that comes with it is compared to the other stuff that's out there. It's like really very user friendly for, for people that are new to this stuff and have never done it, like I'm making stuff on it and I've only had the machine for two weeks and I'm making stuff I can sell on it, you know? Yes, Phil, uh, Bill. Well, I, 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 um, I wanted to knock out a shout out and, um, give you some information at the same time. Um, I think I mentioned last week that, uh, Richard Moeller, uh, lives here close to me and he's into CNC's and he knows how to build them and make them and he's been pushing me to try and get one. Anyway, he turned me on to, have you guys heard of Dave Gatton? No. No. Okay, Dave Gatton, um, he makes and sells CNC's and I forgot the name of the machines, but they're orange. You might have seen them. He's mm. in a couple of different woodworking group, uh, groups. 
But anyway, he just he's been on uh, Russ Clarity's uh, weekend show. He started his own basically. What I'm trying to say, he started his own Hangout uh, Google Hangout show where they specifically talk about CNC, and <laughs> it's kind of like the Maritime show, but it's just all about CNCing, and they have new guests on and they answer questions. You can go in the chat room and ask and blah, 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 blah. And then also maybe um, of interest to Phil or I is because Richard just told me about this and I actually listened to it off and on a little bit last night. I was doing something else, but it was kind of on, but what caught my attention and no offense to anybody on that show is he's giving away, not a little desktop, but a 24 by 36 full bone bad boy just giving it away shipping everything um uh sometime in december and he'll give it away in january or something but i just thought that was really cool and i wanted to give richard and dave a shout out because they um well especially because of richard he's he's just uh he's fast becoming a friend so i appreciate that but if you check it out dave gatton google search him on um youtube and watch this show there's probably a lot of stuff that these guys talk about or that you can ask in the chat um, or that you could even be a guest on because you're a newbie. They, they usually have a couple new guys on the show. Um, anyway, so there's that resource for you. And then really quick before I, I, we uh, finish up, Justin Reno. Justin Reno is the boy who made oh, my Justin, go loots. <laughs> so, yeah. Justin, I love you. I'm sorry I didn't remember it was you. Um, but I had an epiphany as soon as we got done recording last week, and I couldn't wait for this week to give you that proper shout-out. So, okay, I'm done. I'll, I'll add to that, too, that uh, uh, Wes Swain, Geeksmithing, just on last week had a hangout to talk about Fusion 360 because that's – I mean, the people – like, I know even, like, a few months ago, like, this is one of those words that I would hear in videos and in podcasts and whatnot. It's like Fusion 360. And if you're not in that, like, quote-unquote club, it's just like this – Oh God! There they go talking about this stuff again. I don't understand, you know. And uh, and now I'm like I'm like oh, this is actually really cool, and I should understand this, you know. And so uh, so Wes is someone that does understand that type of stuff, and he just did a hangout and uh, to kind of do like a little tutorial. And uh, I think that's really cool that um, he's doing that. I'm just I'm I'm pointing out that I'm wearing the Inventable shirt because um, it just seems like two years ago ish when. The Inventables X Carve came out. There's, it's just brought CNCing, I think, to makerism more than it ever has been. It's really being talked about now, and I think it's going to be commonplace, just like getting the um, uh, table saw. People are, you know, I mean, it's really becoming a common thing. Okay, so who is Tim? You were talking before. Uh, I think I was all done. We got sidetracked, and we skipped over you, of course, Phil. <laughs> well. <laughs> Par for the course, as they say. Hmm. Um, so I, I was working on some step tools or whatever, and then this this uh, this garbage can that I'm doing. Hey, you ever like get halfway through a project and realize, hey man, this would have been a pretty good YouTube video. And for me, that was even more moronic because this project actually is a YouTube themed garbage can. And only halfway through did I realize, oh, I should have been filming this thing because it's going to be so awesome. But um, it'll end up just being an Instagram sort of project, and that's what it just, is. But just make it all again. Yeah, great just idea. Start over. Actually, hopefully this thing sells like gangbusters, and I do have to make it again. So that'll be a good opportunity for that. But uh, no, it's I really to, cool. I have to. I, I have to blame you for something. My wife keeps getting on me now about why can't you just make a, a bunch of like one thing and sell them on in on um, Etsy like Phil does. Mm, good point. Like, What's your answer to that? I don't want to. 
Good point. Good point. Good point. Yeah. It's hard to argue that. So I think you should stop doing that. <laughs> I got to tell you, it's kind of, it's kind of become part of the family budget at this point. This isn't like, uh, you know, like fun weekend money anymore. It's, it's, it's weird. It's, it's amazing. Like the more you make, the more you spend, like it just becomes like this equilibrium kind of thing. And that kind of sucks. Cause I really thought this was going to be like extra money, like for vacations or something, but it landed up just being like pay taxes money and you know and at the same payment money the same time the less you make the less you spend yeah i can't really go backwards now though well here's an idea it's just just i'm just thinking about this if you two um want to send me i don't know just pretend i'm a church give me 10 percent of your income um that way well, you Catholic will spend less church money. to boot okay yeah well i'm working on the the less you make the less you spend side so <laughs> To talk well, to the I'm other trying one. to help you. All right. Well, <laughs> we'll work on this whole tithe thing for you later. Um, and this, I guess, goes really nicely into our topic for today, which is um, selling out. You know, and and it sounds like a dirty word, but the truth of the matter is, it's actually a fantastic thing. And I think that this attitude well, that certain people have, <laughs> I think it's Captain. Raise your you. hand. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I, I don't want to just go call in a decision before we have the discussion. <laughs> well, then let me preface it by saying, in my opinion, sounds good. In my opinion, I think it's, it's a, it's a dirty pejorative phrase, and you know the, the, the black meaning of it has to go away. You know, this is uh, 2016. Everyone's looking to feed their families, and if we're content creators, and if we're makers, and everything that we're doing, and if it means that we're putting food on the plate and obviously as long as nobody's getting hurt and ethics aren't getting violated and everyone is upfront about everything that they're doing, which in everything I've seen has been the case, then I don't think there's anything wrong again, in my opinion with quote unquote selling out. Well, that's, that's the case maybe in our particular community in neck of the woods. But I think when you say selling out that you're actually talking about a much larger thing. I mean that those, those two words together mean something beyond just our little, niche you know that's why i was like kind of whoa because well, you know I mean, when i don't mean when, politicians should be selling out i mean uh, but you know when when the school cafeteria is being funded by people that make sugar carbonated drinks and whatnot i mean there's you know there's there's a lot of instances where you need to be very wary about who is behind what um but we're and, not talking about that like i don't want to focus on like the large macro i mean within the maker community and well, content let's, creators. Let's keep it there within the maker community among yeah. our our community where we belong, the making community, the reclaimed materials community. Yep. We'll keep we'll keep it in there. And so now when we're talking about selling out, we're talking about the the types of people that would be investing in this community would be tool manufacturers, hardware and equipment manufacturers, maybe suppliers of materials, uh, and maybe um, internet. Uh, sites that might be invested in, yeah. in some of this stuff. So could also be I, I, could also I, I, be like audiovisual stuff, cameras, uh, microphones, microphones sure. all, all that kind of stuff too. Content okay. creation you just, stuff. You, you just made a whole list of people that we might be trying to attract, or you know what we're talking about. But we're also talking about the community in and of itself. I mean, we're you know in a way we could be selling out to the community, asking people to help us continue making content. Um, within our community, which seems to be an amazing thing, something that people are proud of doing and makes them feel a part of 
So it's not just tool companies and, and all that other stuff. It's also our community itself. Are we selling out by asking our community to support us? I don't think so. I mean, let's let's be straight up. I mean, we're all our time is worth something. You know, our lives are worth something. We're we're you know we're our blood, sweat, tears, energy, all that stuff is worth something. And if people enjoy it and want to contribute, then by all means, it's like public access or like uh, like PBS. You know what I mean? The content is out there for free. But if you feel like you want to pledge, and I guess it's kind of kind of similar because mm-hmm. it's the same vocabulary that Patreon uses. If you feel that you want to pledge and, you know, and, and it genuinely does help and it, it makes sure that we can keep doing things like hosting costs money. Uh, we just cost $150 to renew the domain for the year, you know, so like there's all kinds of, and the hosting, all that stuff. So it's not a, you know, it's not a, a toss away expense. These are legitimate expenses. And like I said, our time is worth something. Our energy is worth something. And, um, and yeah, uh, well, I think there's yeah. nothing wrong with it. PBS and NPR are ex- exactly the model to equate it to. And that's, I used to say that about my channel a lot that I consider it. And this is like before, because I, I used to not even monetize my channel. Like I didn't even get Google ads in there. Yeah. Uh, I was really pretty hardcore about that. And some people might say that I'm a sellout now, whatever, but we'll, we'll get into that. But um, that was exactly how I equated and sold myself on the channel. I was like, I'm the PBS of this community. Like, you know, a disco stewing for sale. And, um, <laughs> I always go back to that. I just, it stuck with me so much that Simpsons thing where, uh, Homer had made Disco Stew doesn't advertise. Disco Stew don't advertise, but <laughs> it's obviously you've seen it for anybody yep. who hasn't. I, I make references to Disco Stew all the time. And it's like written on some of my tools and stuff. Cause I tape over the tool logos, which we'll yeah. get into. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, uh, it was Homer had made a, a rhinestone studded jacket. He was selling it at a yard sale. It said disco stew because he ran out of rhinestone. So he couldn't write stud was that's the word right. he meant to. So that was like, I think the first time disco stew was introduced as a character. Like, Hey, disco stew, you should buy that jacket. It's got your name all over. It. And he goes, disco stew doesn't advertise, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so that's where that comes from. But, um, that is exactly the equation. Like if you, you know, I, I personally have given money to NPR, you know, on several occasions. And sometimes I don't because I can't, you know, when the, when the pledge drives come around, um, and I still listen and I don't feel guilty about it. And that's the same with the videos, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you, if you are a supporter and I have a Patreon, besides our website, I have a, our podcast, I have a personal Patreon page and, uh, and I'm, 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 I get brought to tears thinking about it and having people, you know, personally invest in, in my art. And now I've been a lifelong artist, like, and I've been on both sides of that stick where I've had people willing to pay me for my art. I've had people try to rip me off for my art, uh, usually more of the latter. <laughs> and, and it's, uh, it's so rewarding to, to say that. So, but now, and when I started doing that, I still wasn't monetizing my channel via Google Ads because I was always concerned about that. Having, um, I didn't want an ad for cat litter in front of my video about making a table because I didn't want anybody to ever be confused that like the cat litter had anything to do with my table, you know, and YouTube's pretty good about putting ads that are representative of the work, the content. Um, but now I've been like, I'm working with Rockler and, uh, I'm starting to dabble with doing stuff with these companies. And, and I, through a lot of discussion and a lot of soul searching and even putting it out to some of my viewers about their opinions of this stuff, I decided that I would work with companies that are respectful of our community and that are good. Um, you know, if they were, if they were companies, I get emails all the time for uh, written in like poorly translated Chinese 
uh, asking me to try out some tool and I, I just ignore them. Like, I just, you know, be like, Oh, we, we send you, we'll send you a tool and you can just put it for free. It's like, no, it doesn't work that way. You're nobody that's involved in our community. You're trying to have me peddle a product. Um, you know, or I'll tell them like, well, yeah, you know, you pay me a bunch of money and I'm going to be fully upfront in the video. Like they pay me a bunch of money and gave me this tool to tell you what I honestly think about it. And then I'm going to tell you what I honestly think about it. And you might not like it. And then it's funny how the conversation ends, you know? Um, see, and that's what I think there's a difference between selling out and not when see that front like that. Exactly. That's, that's not selling out. That's why I was, I, I jumped on Phil for saying selling out so fast is that's what I feel is going on in this community is that there are tool companies out there that have tools to produce and, I don't think anybody is saying anything they don't mean to get paid because that's what selling out is, is saying something you don't believe for money. And, uh, and I don't see that happening. Mm. In, I think that's in, called lying, to be honest with you. Well, I think it's called selling oh, out. Okay, okay. Well, this is good. Because, I like this. Because, hold on, hold on. Go. Let me play devil's advocate. Let me play devil's advocate. Uh, putting aside dangerous, putting aside um, – uh, I won't even say quality because I can I can get around – giving you a message of how good a tool is quality wise. But let's say I'm going to say that because I am going to sell out boys. Just so we know I'm not there yet. I don't want to yet. I will be to sell out. So you can, everybody can yell at me. A tool company approaches me and they say, Hey, we're going to pay you X amount of dollars and we'll give you these tools, make X amount of videos for them. Even if I don't like that particular tool, even if I just don't, I don't care for the company and its, and its practices, unless they're like slave labor and, and things like that. But you know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm not a big fan of it, but if the money's right, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I will be honest about it though. And that's what Tim, what you just said, you're going to be honest about it. Now I may say, Hey, here's a good tool for this price. Cause maybe, maybe it's, let's say it's a cheap tool company. I'll even, I'll even, I'll never get a Chicago electric, <laughs> um, sponsor so but we'll talk about our harbor freight friends chicago electric i don't care about them but let's say they offer me a buttload of money harbor electric dude i'm i'm here for you i will tell everybody about your tool what it's good for i will use it i will say hey i use this tool and it will be true but am i going to go out and ever really want to buy a, a quality tool and say it's going to be harbor electric or chicago electric no i won't do that but so People will say, "Well, that's a sellout. You're not you're not trying to pitch something that you would personally go out and buy yourself." That may be true, but I'm also not lying to you about what this tool is. Hey, if this thing for the price, if this thing lasts for a year, you've made your money's worth out of it. You mm. know, I mean, expectations, managing expectations of the product. Right, yeah. exactly. So, because because I know I've seen a few guys out there, specifically on YouTube. That have did a done a tool review that to me was completely acceptable. That they got bombarded with sellout stuff. Like you know that's crap. It's not near as good as this. And blah blah blah. No, blah, no, blah. that's that's but, straight up jealousy and nonsense. You know. Yeah. And and accepting yeah, money I to mean, endorse a product is something that everyone would love to do at this point. Right. But I just want to make clear why I'm endorsing it. I'm endorsing it because this will get the job done. Basically, without it cause now, if I know it's so bad that it will burn up, break up, like them little things them kids ride, them hoverboard skate things that catch on fire in your yeah. living room. Kaboom! I'm probably not, I'm not gonna ever advertise that because to me, I don't want to burn down nobody's house. Yeah, that's 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 a great philosophy. I um, don't want to burn down anyone's house. Yeah, that's yeah. that Mentally should be or otherwise. That's on his business card. Bill yeah. Lutz. 
I don't want to burn down your house. <laughs> oh, New Year's resolution. Guess what? I'm getting a business license. What does that mean? Yeah, what does that mean? I'm going to start my own business. I'm going to start Loots Incorporated or whatever. I've not done that yet. And uh, Casey and I were By talking about By the power invested in me, I give you a business license. Your Loots. <laughs> what are you talking whatever. About? I'm going to make it legal so I can... Because this trip to Boston, we were thinking about it. It's too late now. But we could that I could start writing things off. You, you know, can you don't need tools. a business license to maybe in California, but and I I write everything off. I have a business, but I don't have a license for it. I just I just have a business. I think in California you do. Well, there uh, there are if you're gonna be. I mean, there's there's definitely like if you're gonna be a contractor, you need to be a licensed contractor to go into people's homes and do stuff. Like I don't do that. Right. So I make stuff and people come pick it up or I send it to them. So I don't need a license to do that. In, in California, I think you need a business license, and you also have to, if you're going to make money or have expenses, you have to fill out a special form for the IRS as Schwarzenegger. well. Schwarzenegger. I blame him. <laughs> Either way, I'm excited to have a business, an official business that I can have my name on a card. Don't take this away from him, Tim. People. Sorry. Yeah, what's your problem, dude? Jeez, just let Seriously. Me have this one. Just because oh, I, awesome, I, I yelled man. it to you about being a sellout. <laughs> just because he got his business license from Toys R Us doesn't mean... Yeah. It's not real. Yeah, I got I got my business license the same place I got my uh, ministry online. (laughs) (laughs) www. This is a totally real license. dot com. Yeah, baby. dot org. (laughs) Um, Congratulations to you. Yes, congratulations. I I wanted to uh, bring the conversation towards uh, Phil's newest venture. Yes. Okay. So um, I just launched this thing this week, and it's called MakerTechReviews.com. And basically, the premise of this is that it's tool reviews for makers by makers. Um, every every reviewer that is on there, and I'm I'm the sole reviewer on there right now, but I would love to have anybody uh, do it. You get your own profile on the reviewer page. Uh, the posts that you put up there are tagged. Uh, people get to understand what kind of a person you are. If you're like a DeWalt fanboy, if you're super into Bosch, whatever it is, then people understand the context of re- of your reviews, and you just and you get links to all your social. You really get to build up your presence online. It's one more place for you to be backlinking, which is great for SEO. And um, you know, you just What's sort of SEO? Uh, search engine optimization. So the way it works is if you've got a website. And I link to it from my website. That's called a backlink. And the more links that happen back and forth from websites like that, it raises you up in the Google rankings. So the place to be anytime anybody searches for anything on Google is you want to be on that first page. Never mind the first page. You want to be one of the top three. So the way to get up there in the Google ranking is to is to work on your search engine optimization. And you, there's all kinds of plugins that you can have for websites. But the truth of the matter is the best way to have it is to have a wide spread of content and to do all of the linking back and forth between different websites. So that's something that I just launched. I'm super excited about it. Um, it doesn't really have a monetization plan right now, apart from some you know very minor um, Amazon affiliate links. I mean, but it's not something I'm expecting massive growth from. But it's something that I think could be grown as a, as a platform. And, um, and you're like, and I wrote it in the bio or whatever in the about us. I mean, when I was first starting out, I would have loved to have gone somewhere that would have given me super honest reviews about tools. And that's, that's what I've done. If you read any of them, I write them in kind of a, a quirky way. Uh, as far as I'm just being myself, like I'm talking right now is how I write. It's very sort of stream of consciousness and it's a lot of fun. 
And if anyone's interested in writing a review, um, I can send you a Google Doc um, sort of list of questions that Bill Lavolsi put together for me. And uh, and he's awesome. He's been super supportive about it. He used to be a reviewer, I think, of stereo equipment. Mm-hmm. And he's like, these are the questions that you need to hit in your articles. Obviously, don't do it in bullet form. You write it out in paragraphs. But, uh, yeah, he's been amazing like that. And, and our group has been fantastic. And I would love to get reviews from anybody who's interested. You can send me an email, phil at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com, or, uh, or hit me up on Twitter or whatever. And, uh, and yeah. All right. So l- l- let me ask a couple of questions real quick. Shoot. So let's say I understand the point of this is that you're saying buy makers for makers, honest reviews. Mm-hmm. So let's see, and I'm going to use Izzy as an example because I trust him implicitly. Um, I think there is no, nobody is more honest and forthcoming than Izzy Swan. There might a lot, there, there's a lot of people out there as, but not more. I mean, it's just as good as you get. But we also know that for decades and decades, uh, deck eggs, <laughs> decades for and duck decades. Duck eggs and duck eggs. <laughs> and chickens. We, we hug chickens. Izzy, Izzy has been in the industry for a long time, and he is a fan of Bosch Tools. Long, long, long before he ever got, um, and he's very open and honest about it on his channel. Um, you know, Bosch Tools and him have a partnership. Mm-hmm. So, what if Izzy wants to start writing reviews for you on your website about Bosch Tools? How would the outsider know? It's like, hey, anybody that's getting sponsored by these tools can go on Phil's website and try and push their product. Now, again, I know that wouldn't happen with Izzy. I would love, I wish Izzy would put a tool review out on every platform out in the universe because I think it will do people good. So let's make that very clear. But let's say, you know, Joe Schmo is making a buttload of money from somebody to use their stuff. And he says, Hey, I, I use this. I'm a maker. Let me just put it on you. How is there a way that we will know that that's not going to happen? Yeah. Well, it's not that it won't happen. It should happen. I, you know, I want people to post, even if they are endorsed by a company, but you will be tagged as somebody who is, who is endorsed by Bosch and, and you'll, people will get to know you. And even, even better than that is if you're, let's say, I know we're tossing out these company names, big deal, whatever. Let's say, you know, you are a Bosch endorsed, um, maker and then you write a review for a DeWalt tool and it's an exceptional, like you're really endorsing DeWalt tool. Like how much more credible a source is that than somebody who's paid to to say good things about another company? So it lends a lot of credibility both ways. But how much risk is there to that individual who has a Bosch deal for touting the praises of DeWalt publicly? That's on that's his responsibility. I, I have yeah. her, her responsibility. <laughs> I have no way of controlling what their deal yeah. is. It may be that they only have to do it on YouTube. Maybe that they only have to do it on their own website. I mean, at at some place you are, they cannot limit everything you say. I I can imagine well, not not legally, but right. You know, I mean, if they notice it, obviously it's gonna honestly. That's, that's a problem again, I'd love to a, have and a bridge I'm 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 excited to cross. Yeah, well, that's that's a again, that's the the individual reviewer, obviously, and that's that was kind of what I wanted to bring up with this is whoever's going to put stuff on this has to has to be comfortable for them they have to be comfortable with it that I, I think it's a must in my opinion that if someone is being paid by a company that they put make that disclaimer high in their description not at mm-hmm. the end that sure. they are in a paid a paid relationship or like with me with rockler i'm not in a paid relationship they're not giving me any money they've just given me the equipment that i've used in videos so, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me. So, you know, and I, I make that very clear. And of course, Rockler's not going to have a problem with that because they're like, yeah, 
we gave them that stuff, you know? So, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I did the but, same thing uh, with Bessie. I mean, it's, it's, they, they just give you the tool. Yeah. They want you to review it honestly. And that's what I did on YouTube. And I'll probably end up writing one for the site too, but I will yeah. put it right at the beginning. You're right. No, right. Um, you know, now here is, here's where I have a problem. Like I, not famously, I don't want to say, but, uh, famously to me, <laughs> to infamously, 12, 000, you mean the 12,000 people that subscribe to my channel, I tape over all the logos of everything in my shop. Mm -hmm. Um, that's that I paid for that I bought, uh, because I have been sensitive to that since I was a little kid. I used to like people would give me t-shirts, you know, there'd be like a logo on it. And I was just like, we paid for that. Like, you know, I got to buy a shirt with a logo. Why am I advertising for these people? I paid full price. Like they should be paying me to wear their sneaker shirt. You know, I'm, I'm, and every time I see someone walking around with some, some brand name, like, cause that's like become a trend now in fashion. It just drives me nuts. Like, like brand names right across your butt or your chest or whatever. It's like you paid full price for that. They should be paying you to walk around and say their name. That's how I feel. And I even like all my earlier t-shirts, like the latest t-shirt I just made, I actually put my website on. Um, Somewhat out. reluctant. I know. I somewhat <laughs> reluctant because if I was going to ask people to buy my shirt, I didn't. I wasn't going to ask them to advertise for me. It's like, no, you're buying my shirt to support me, not to advertise for me. So I That's made the it the same but, thing. Well, no, but I made it as like a secret. It was like a secret club thing. I was like, oh, you right. know. So this time I did, I went I I did put my name on it and I I I still feel a little funny about it which is why I'm talking about it. But so that's my whole thing. So now I would very happily uh write reviews for your website for Rockler, some of the products I've gotten from Rockler and I will, of course have to put in Rockler. But uh I as someone who's trying to make a living off of doing this stuff. Mm -hmm. If I start writing free reviews for companies that aren't in a relationship with me, that could potentially jeopardize my They'd be like, well, why should we, you know, give this guy the cow when he's getting the milk for free or however that saying goes, you know? That I mean, it's go? an interesting point. I, I mean, I'm not sure that it's necessarily for everybody. Um, Pro well, but by the same, most people probably. Probably I, I know not. I look at things a lot different than most people, you know? No, but I, the thing is, is like, this is, it's meant to be sort of like this secret club that everybody has access to that is honest reviews so that. Maybe it's not necessarily for uh, endorsements or people who are endorsed, but you're not really getting paid to endorse Rockler. You could write whatever you want about the tool. And, it, oh, yeah. and and all the more would it build up your credibility as an honest reviewer if you were reviewing tools that that had nothing to do with your with your deal or that you did. It's just one more platform for you to give another honest review. But if I start if I if I say the word Ryobi like thirty times in another article talking about my angle grinder yeah, uh, which is actually named July with Fitz. Now I should point out that was what I wrote on okay. <laughs> a piece of tape that I put over yeah. the app because he made a very funny video where he took a Ryobi and he uh, and he put a piece of tape over it, making fun of me, and he wrote Ryobi on the tape. <laughs> that is so, very funny. So I got a Ryobi angle grinder, and yeah. uh, and so I taped over and I wrote July with Fitz. But <laughs> that's clever. You know what? I, I, let me answer your question. Okay, so the what it does is it actually promotes you as being a reviewer. You get your name out there even more <laughs> as being somebody who does this. And maybe puts those ideas in their heads because this is not going to be the platform that's going to earn Ryobi like a ton of of, of viewership necessarily. Certainly not at the beginning. What's gonna What's gonna happen is that they're gonna want to see you know videos and you know maybe social media posts. This, like well, I said, is almost like a secret place for people to get information. You know, not maker, at the beginning. Makers, uh, yeah, not at the beginning. But this this has the potential to actually be a very valuable resource on the internet. Yeah, uh, if if we can get people 
to jump on. So I just want to sort of like talk about this, you know, uh, why should you do it for free if you would get paid for it later? But why, but then why not that? Uh, my concern is, you is want for me the, to say that instead. No, you're no, saying no, you're no, no, de- that, we're devaluing ourselves because we won't get paid for it by tool companies. No, my con- my concern is more for the for the 17 year old kid that yeah. is looking to buy the right tool. Yeah, and you got guys like me that are not going to write down all these brand names because they're not getting paid for it. And you have other people that are going to write down every brand name they can think of, hoping those brand names will contact them and thank them. I'm just yeah. curious how how do we keep this. Honest well, I'm for the vetting every not in that game. I'm right now vetting everything, obviously, and it certainly is going to stay the same way. If I get five different drills from one maker, I know you are fishing. There's no way you have this. Like my whole point of this is that I want it reviews from makers of the tools you actually use, and I would prefer for it to start with tools that you paid for and are non-endorsing. You know, Absolutely. so for you know, yeah. I have. I have a Bosch 12-inch cordless drill. Bosch didn't pay me to – this is what I use. But if I start flooding it with all of these different drills, that – you're right. That is nonsense. There's no way for anyone to really understand. And I'm also know, concerned about the guy – I'm also concerned about the guy that works at Bosch that just starts writing reviews. Like, oh, my name is Joe and I love my Bosch, blah, blah, blah. And he's actually an employee of Bosch. Yeah. There's, there's no submission. We, Everyone has to email me. I'm, I'm vetting everything. Okay, so hopefully, I mean, for now at least, you can do that. Hopefully, you'll have the problem where you're going to have to hire people to do it. Yeah, sure. You know, but uh, okay. So, but it's so all about trust, so, right? We know who the reviewers are. That's why every reviewer has their own sort not profile page, but a profile inside the, the reviewer's page. So you know who everybody is. It can't just be some random dude. I am vetting, and I will vet anybody who wants to be a reviewer. I won't just allow anybody from anybody to do it. It has to be someone that if I don't trust you, the readers aren't going to trust you. If the readers don't trust you, then I'm just killing the platform. You're so I'm going to make the decision. Any of my reviews, are you? You're not going to. I'm going to take your reviews. <laughs> hey, so so let me ask you then, Phil. If 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 you're going to vet people, and I think that's awesome. But let's say a guy that doesn't, he's no not a YouTuber. He doesn't, mm-hmm. He's not on Instagram. Uh, maybe he has a Facebook page to talk with his grandma, mm-hmm. right? So he doesn't do social media. But he thinks this is a great idea, and he's going to give you a review. How are you going to know anything about this guy? Are you going to write him back when he emails you and say, "Hey, what's your dog's name?" Or no, but you know, I'll I'll, I'll certainly try out anybody. I don't. There's no, certainly at this point, I am just trying to generate the content. But again, I'll if he sends me a second and a third and a fourth review yeah. all from drills, and they're all the same brand. I'm be like, hmm, hold or, on a or second, buddy. All for some for Triton tools or whatever. I want to yeah. say other brands. So we're doing right. this. So, right. so Bosch Bosch owes us like a thousand bucks right now. Is all I know. I'm saying. Makita, 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 <laughs> oh, Makita, yeah, Makita, I'm, Makita. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm down. I, yeah. the, the yellow is my favorite. It's always yeah. been. I like Makita the best because what I'm comfortable with. Um, so all right. So I then, like whatever so I my find. My last question would be at the thrift store. <laughs> so my last question on this would be, I write you a review. Yeah. I send, I email it to you or you're going to say, okay, this, this guy checks out and you're just going to put it because I write terribly. So are you rewriting these things? Are you, um, how is that working out? Hmm, that's a how good question. How to write something. You can't. Or, I mean, what if them. I say, oh I'm man, I bought them. this tool. I've had it for 10 years. You can still get them. This thing's awesome. Go buy it. Yeah, no, there will be a sort of a minimum threshold for writing capability. You still want to be able to communicate properly. You still, yeah. I'll t- I'm sure you write. Don't sell yourself short. I mean, you had to no, apply for that business <laughs> license. What if, 
<laughs> what if somebody does though? Send it. I mean, if, if I don't write all that well, are you going to rewrite it? Make the paragraphs and the grammar? No, let him do well? that work. No, let him do that work. I, I mean, whomever if, if, or uh, her, whomever's submitting it, I'm going to be like, listen, bro or sis, uh, this does not uh, compute. Please. Please and you know, like instructables can't go in and edit everybody's stuff. But what instructables no. can do is is say, "Oh, this is great," and feature it, or like, yeah. "Well, let me just let that happen." Let, let me know. just let me just qualify this by saying I am not looking for Shakespeare here. You know, we're basically reviewing tools. It doesn't need to be amazing. It's not Game of Thrones here. So. It was the best of drills. Yeah, it was the worst. It was of the drills. worst. <laughs> the blurst of drills. You stupid monkey. <laughs> How much am I paying you? <laughs> so, a thousand let's monkeys. Say, let, let, let's keep on topic here. Let's say this works out. Let's say um, in a few years from now, you're now able to um, – there's enough interest and there's enough um, good stuff here that people are starting to come to you and say, hey, blah, 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 blah. We want, we, we, we want you to be honest with our tools and – how can you get the word out to these people who are writing these reviews? Because we want them to do. So do do they get compensated at that point? If, if sometime in the future, sure. I write a review. Listen, if the deals are coming, you know, and I mean, this is like some serious hypothetical, but if a rigid comes well, and says, know. "Yeah, no, for sure." Listen, if rigid says, "Okay, here's a program that we're going to do. We want you to review it. Your website has gotten to a point where you're getting fifty thousand viewers a month, or fifty thousand, you know, uh, unique." unique users to your website a month. Uh, this is what that means it's worth to us. Uh, we want you to, you know, write a review and either I'll do it or, you know, I'll have a team of writers at that point, I would imagine. You know, <laughs> it all gets spread out and, you know, we'll carve up the pie however it makes sense. What if Milwaukee Tools wants to buy a banner across the top of your page? <sighs> great question. I, I guess I would have to see Again, what the another, ad looks like. Another great problem to have, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, I mean, would you have an issue with advertising on a review site? On a review site? My, my it's not thing, saying endorsed. It's just an advertisement for, my, you know, 20% off. The thing I the thing I dealt with for like three years on my – because, I you know, YouTube, you have a channel. I was like, you know what? This is my own channel. Like how yeah. do I want my channel to be perceived? And, yep. uh, and what I wanted is I wanted everybody to be very clear that Disco Stew doesn't advertise. <laughs> I want that no one – like everything that I do on my channel is is done because I want to do it. Um, and so now obviously time has passed and I'm trying to you know make some money off this channel and not just do it for my own punk rock reasons. Uh, I still want to make that clear that like every company that I've done anything with, like Rockler and Stanley are the only two right now, is because – I've contacted them and I've pitched my idea to them, you know, and they've said, okay. Um, so, you know, and that's, but then it's like, I don't know what would happen if, if Milwaukee was like, Hey, can we put a big ad on your page? I don't know what I would, I would have to really think about that and, and find a way to make it work for me. I, th I think it would, it would come down to what is the ad and whether or not I felt comfortable with it and whether or not I felt that it was, ethically clean enough to to be to show to the audience well they're, they're clubbing seals with their yeah no but i mean if it <laughs> you know what i'm saying if it was if they were using superlatives within their ad the best drill money can buy on a review site i'd be like mm, that doesn't seem so kosher guys but if you said you know uh has 300 foot pounds of torque or you know that kind of thing fine 
You know, these are yeah. these are statistics and stats. That's one thing. Or twenty percent off. But if Phil, they said the Phil best Pinsky tool approved, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I'd, good, I'd good problem to, to have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's switch over to something that is in the present now, and not that's going to be. And by the way, for as much for as much crap as Tim and I just gave Phil, we are both on board with this idea. Oh, I love the idea. Um, yeah. I yeah, just I just and, want to uh, problem solve it and make it. Yeah. No, I love uh, it. Yeah, we're we're, we're, we're trying to play devil's you know, advocate and yeah. uh, ask the questions that maybe people that are listening might ask. So I'm pretty sure that. Um, I won't be offered a cigarette and dinner after Phil gets done with this. Get it? <laughs> Never mind. Uh, so anyway, um, uh, so one here's here's one thing, and I mentioned this. Here's one thing that that is now that is that is a platform that is now, and that's Patreon. Mm-hmm. And I know some people have a problem with that. Um, you're you're saying, hey, help me keep my content free by paying me money. That's not what it is. You're not saying help me keep my content free. You're saying you're saying help me keep my content free of advertising. Help or, support what it is that I'm doing. Or not even help me keep my content free of advertising. Just help do you like what I do. Do you find enjoyment? How much is it worth to you? Is it worth anything what, to you? What, if what it about is, the guys that are asking money from Patreon who also are endorsing tool companies and razor blades and mattresses? Well, like me. I mean, well, not I'm not doing all that, but I'm, you know, I, I'm not endorsing mattresses on my channel. <laughs> but uh, uh, I am trying to, you know, work with tool companies, and I am taking money, and and I and I I struggled with this for years and years, and uh, and I chose to take money from patrons first before I opened up the to the idea of taking money from corporations because I didn't want anybody to ever question what I was saying. Like I like I said before, I want my channel. It is what I want to do and what I want to say. And so I thought it was safer for me to start monetizing my channel by the people that actually enjoyed the content. If they thought that it was something that they could afford to do and they were willing to con- contribute to, then that would help keep the lights on. Um, and I still, like I said, I still haven't taken any actual money from a from a company. But as I'm heading down that path you like it and you can afford to that's awesome there's been a, a long history of people supporting the arts i mean that's how there's certain cultures where artists they don't even have to like in, in africa if you're a musician like not all of africa but parts of africa if you're a musician it's just like oh he's a musician let's feed him let's let him sleep at our house tonight you're the you're the guy that plays the drum that's just like people take care of artists and cultures in our country it's like everybody's like, oh what's he up to why does he want money because he's making stuff that's that's representing our culture and our society that's worth saving forever instead of just going through the motions. I don't know. I can't think of a more noble cause. I hope to be able to, to do more contributing to other artists in the future, you know? Mm-hmm. I want to say a couple of things. One is um, previous to your mattress comment, um, <laughs> nobody try to reclaim a mattress, please. That's, that's oh, yeah, a no-no. We don't, we don't want to do that. <laughs> Two, despite our message. You know, you know what? I have made stuff with, with uh, box springs. The, the actual springs. It was a mattress that, that was burned in a fire, yeah. so there's nothing left but those metal leaves, those S-shaped springs. The quilts, and, yeah. Yeah, so I made like uh, I made a bunch of things out of those. Yeah, I have a okay. video with the, the Durest-inspired um, uh, multi-tool. I put the, the belt clip was made out of a mattress spring pulled out of oh, a cool. fire. Yeah. And the other thing that I was going to say... <laughs> Cool beans, man. Cool beans. We, we never go off topic. I love that about our podcast. No, yeah. no, no, no. Um, but further to what Tim said, I, I was going to say it earlier, but you know that uh, 
this is this is not a new model. People are like, oh, Patreon, this wow, this new interesting way to support. No, this goes back like a thousand years, you know. And mm-hmm. and, and my friend Luis Gonzalez uh, likes to be considered the uh, the Medici, and and that is this this in the 1500s there was this family of um, Italian aristocrats called the Medici family, and they would spend huge sums of money on artists of all types for the exact reason that Tim said that they were creating culture and they were creating civilization with every brushstroke and note played. So, you know, it's one of the most noble things that you can do is to support the arts. And yeah. I Mo- know that Mozart never really made any money on his own. He just, people gave him money to be Mozart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? he, he, he didn't have Mozart Inc. And he wasn't making yeah. violins. You know what I he mean? Had he had no was... business license. <laughs> I think he was endorsing Stradivarius. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah, uh, no, that was... <laughs> yeah. No, but my point is is that what's going on on YouTube right now and what's going on with podcasts right now is just another form of art. And Patreon, which is just... Um, they added an E to the word patron. Patron, is, which is a very old word. Right. Mm-hmm. You're patronizing the arts. And you are, you're a patron of the arts. You know, either you are the one, you know, giving or you're the one receiving, but it's a relationship that is... You know, thousands of and tens of thousands of years old. Can I go way off topic for just one second? That the saying uh, "break a leg" has to do nothing with your actual legs, as with the, the leg of the proscenium of the stage. That if you had a really good performance in this one particular theater, the audience would rush the stage, and this leg would break, and the stage would fall. And that's where that comes from. Interesting. Oh, I love those Very kinds of idioms. So uh, the the reason I ask that question, and I want to answer it myself because I see it. Maybe differently than that. Um, and like I said, you know, originally it was, you know, why are we paying you content? Why are we paying you money to sit so you can keep your content free? Um, and I just, I just don't see it that way. And if there's anybody out there that's saying, if the message is something like, hey, if you guys don't support me on Patreon or some, or by giving me money, then I'm just going to have to stop making videos. <laughs> you know, please send me money. That's one thing I can see. Maybe you're trying to make a point. I'll keep making free content, but if you don't send me money, I'm just going to stop making content. That's one thing, and I don't see that happening with anybody. I've never seen that. But here's here's a point. If if you can't watch what I make unless you pay me, then you have a beef. But what I mean by free content, because I'm going to start my Patreon page. It's going to happen. Like I said, I am going to be selling out. I'm going to be giving reviews. Everything I can do to make extra income, to earn a revenue source, to keep doing this life thing. But here's what I promise I will never do. I will never exclude anybody from watching my videos. There's never going to be at some point where you're going to go, I can't watch Bill's video. Oh, what's that? A message came up. You should have gotten my Patreon when you (laughs) had the chance, sucker. That's just not going to happen. So what do you have to gripe about? If you don't, here's two things. If you don't like the person's content well enough to to give them supportive money through Patreon or or even sharing and liking, that's payment right there. Mm-hmm. Don't watch their content. Or if that just makes you upset enough that Patreon or something, some platform, if people are saying, "Hey, I'm trying to continue making a life and support myself and my family and kids," but uh, and this would really help. As we say on our podcast, and I'm proud of that, that we have friends and fans that do, that's a great, that's, that's amazing. But if you don't like it, don't listen. I'm inviting anybody 
who doesn't like the thought that we get Patreon money, I'm, I'm inviting you right now not to listen to this podcast. <laughs> but if there's anybody out there that actually Well, just mute when pre- Bill's talking. That's all. I'd like to invite you back to the podcast. What are you doing here, Bill? <laughs> Slow your roll, but kid. If you, but if you like the fact that here's three we'll guys make that a give Bill you three different perspectives. <laughs> behind a paywall. If you, yeah. got, if you like three guys that give you a different perspective in the maker world and that we truly and honestly care about each and every one of you out there and we're proud beyond comparison of being a part of this community, then I, I think that there's there's really nothing to gripe about. And I hope I open some eyes maybe a little bit so you can just say, yeah, no, or or you can choose not to do that. If, you know, I'm if, if my name was Bill Gates, I would probably not ask anybody for money. You know what? Bill Gates is one of the biggest supporters of just about oh. every charitable organization out there. Right. And Al, speaking of which, Bill Gates, if you're listening – Patreon.com forward slash reclaimed audio, buddy. You made the neatest computer I ever had in the world. <laughs> it's called I a Mac. Mac. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm just still waiting for Elon Musk to put an electric motor in my truck. I just, That's right. I, I've been asking him like once a week, but they restraining orders, whatever, you know. Legality. You know, um, <laughs> I was going to say something about what Bill said. So was uh, I. You know, even if there was an exclusionary part of your content. Like for example, and this is not to put anybody on the spot, but um, let's say Mark Spagnola, the wood whisperer, the guild, the whole thing that he has, he has two components to his, his content. One is the free content that basically is an overview of the project. And then the, the second component, which is like much, much more involved and is like a how to, and you get the support of his sort of micro community that he's built on his side that's a ton of work that he's put into those things. And frankly, I think that he should be paid for it. And from what I've seen, the content is outstanding. So that's that's no different, though, Phil, to me. That's no different than a magazine subscription. Yeah. You know what I mean? You get it free you online. Know, popular woodworking doesn't just hand them out on the corner. Mm-hmm. Mark, What Mark is doing is he has something that he's fully upfront about. It's like, hey, do you want to join this club? And there's a reason there's fees for it because – it's a lot of work, you know, just like, again, but magazines don't get, you don't get them for free. You know, yeah. but you know what, you know why except, the magazine is not for free? free? Yeah. You know why the magazine is not for free though? This is, I know this about newspapers at least. Yeah. That, no, that Harbor Freight catalog, that is always free. And that is a lot of dead trees. But uh, uh, when I was in the newspaper business you for a while. You had to ruin my moment because I got a 25% <laughs> off in this one. Ooh, that's a, that's a good coupon. I saved those. <laughs> Uh, when I was in the newspaper business, uh, we I worked for weekly newspapers for a bunch of years, and we had a cover price. And one town that I worked, uh, there was a chain, and there was a com- competition in one town. They had a free one that went out, and uh, and I was so like when I didn't know anything, I was like, well, why well, that one's free? It makes more sense to me. They just got mailed to everybody that that would be a problem. But why aren't you guys going free? And they said that we don't make any money on the sale of the cover price of the magazine. It has absolutely nothing to do with the money we make. The reason we charge is to show advertisers that people are willing to pay to see their ad. So that's a big part of uh, like magazines cover price and stuff is it, it, it increases the value of the advertisement that goes into it. It also um, increases the value perception by the customer. People yes, would pay $3 instead of zero. You know what I mean? There, like, there's a, like, this is worthless. No, it's free. I'm not going to take it. Oh, it's three a, bucks? I'll pay. There's a stand-up comedian. I, I wish I remembered his name, but he had a bit where he was talking about, I used to do, I did a show. It was 45 minutes. I charged 75 bucks. I went all over town hustling, hustling, trying to get gigs. I had a hard time getting gigs. One day I said I'd do a show. It's 30 minutes and I charged 1000 bucks. and now I'm so busy I can't, I can't keep up with it. 
value perception. If you don't value yourself, nobody else will. And Which is why I tape over every logo on my shop unless I they've given me the tool for free or I'm being paid to endorse it. I love okay, this. So is it is it <laughs> selling out by not taping over your tools in your shop? No, you can do what you want to do. I'm just weird. Well, is you it, know, weird. Other people have done it. Jimmy has done that. When I model my stuff after Jimmy and Tim. No, you're you're saying that this space is for sale right now, and it current cur- these tools that I'm using have not been paid for. Yeah, right, and you right know, now it, it's like it's like bill like it's a billboard that says open for advertising. Yes, you're you're at here. Yeah, uh, and and people have called me out on that in comments a lot because I I tend I make fun of it. I I put like instead of Dewalt, it says De Gaulle, you know, or something like that. Or Delorean was a famous one, you know, and uh, it, well. For me, you know, I had a lot of people. A lot of people comment on that, but it's like you know, because I don't go to the extent like Jimmy was spray painting in white and stuff. I don't go to that extent. Um, I just cover over their logo. I don't care what if it's yellow, blue, green, purple. I, I just so don't, people know that they already know the brand. They already know what it is. I'm just yeah. I'm just making the point that I paid full price for this, or I probably got it with a 25 percent off coupon for. <laughs> but I I paid for this. I didn't get this for free, so therefore you don't get to show your name. And mm-hmm. I did, I even took every badge off my truck. I paid for that truck. Why should I drive around with a badge on my truck? That's that's it's my truck. So I have my truck everywhere. It used to say Chevy. It says Tim Sway now. <laughs> Literally. That's what, they have them on a lot of places on that truck. So it must be like six well, places. It's an old place. I have the I had the I had Mark Eaton. Um, he made the, before I had a CNC machine, he made me these CNCs on the side of the truck. I, he, I have a piece of teak that yeah. I mailed to him and he, he put Tim suede on it. He, he routed it out and then he cut out a plastic. Uh, you never saw this? I to go back on my Instagram feed. Uh, I have letters of the 3d that fit right into these slots that made out of plastic that are glued in. So I have this teak on the two side badges of the truck where it said Chevy, the front, I built my own grill and it says Tim suede on that backwards. And then yeah. the, ta- the tailgate, in the, mirror. the tailgate, I, yeah, cause I'm. I was called a genius today. Like by the, an ambulance. The yeah. shopping cart. The shopping cart kid at the at the the box store today was like, "What does that say? Is that like backwards?" I'm like, "Yeah." So you can see it in the rearview mirror. He's like, "Oh my god, that's like genius, man." I'm like, "Oh my god, you've never been had an ambulance behind you, I guess." <laughs> he probably doesn't have a car. Uh, yeah, probably not. <laughs> and then uh, yeah, the tailgate. Yeah, no, everywhere. Uh, but then my steering wheel still says Corvette. Because it has a Corvette logo on it. Because you'll never get rid of that. That's just because cool. Because that's just, that's just badass to have <laughs> a Corvette just, steering wheel in right. a pickup truck. That's <laughs> well, right. That is probably worth more than the truck. So Hey. Hey, that's that truck, accurate. That truck has my name on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so three sellouts? That's what we're saying here? Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. And again, I, I will be a proud sellout. Okay, sellout number one. What are you watching? That, that, um, that's you. <laughs> you know what I'm watching? Um, and this, I, we might have even had him before, and I don't care. Um, SDM Custom Woodworks. And the reason I'm, I just, he just put out, holy smokes, he just put out a, a video, and you know how the wood cracks and we put a bow tie in it? Yeah. Okay, he did a video. This is just so geniusly simple and amazing and artistic that I just, this is why I'm saying. He did shoelaces. He made it look like shoelaces, tying it together. Oh, that's cool. That is cool. I just thought it was fun. But the guy's made everything. He's been around a little under 10,000 subs, and he's been around for quite a while. He's got a bench made out of a Chevy tailgate, Tim. Uh, He's (laughs) got a... 
he shows you how to revamp your kitchen cabinets. He made a coffee table that looks like a cassette tape. I mean, come on. It's just awesome. So SDM custom uh, woodworking. He's got like 40 or 50 videos. He's been around for a long time. And why he only has less than 10,000, I don't know. The the shoelaces in, in lieu of a bow tie, I just thought was genius. Um, I love it. Then I also yeah. have a, a couple. I have, a, I have a couple of shout-outs, and this one is really important, and I, and I don't know why I haven't done it up until now because I've been meaning to for weeks. Um, one of our one of our Facebook friends, she is I know she listens to the po- our podcast um, because she's um, uh, she is a, a client of Casey's salon, and Casey actually does her husband's hair, and her partner does her hair, and she's a maker. Joy Parker, everybody, give Joy some love. She broke her ankle about a month ago-ish or so and had to have some pretty major surgeries. Oh. And now she's going stir-crazy because she's she's an amazing maker and does not stay off of her feet. And now she has to. So, Joy, I love you and I think your work is amazing and I wish you would post more of what you do so we can all see it. You must have a backlog of pictures and stuff to keep you busy while you're healing. So everybody give Joy Parker some love. Um, did, did you guys notice that Laura Comp gave us a shout out on a saw? Yeah. How yeah. cool is that? That was pointed out on, on Twitter. I, yeah. I, didn't, even, I didn't catch yeah, it when I watched the video. Twitter. It was That's really, awesome. really cool. Oh, man. I just, I love, we just love her so much. And then uh, another thing that I, I didn't realize how much I really love it, and I didn't even realize what it was until it dawned on me. He's been saying he's been doing vlogs now, but it just didn't – I didn't get the concept, I guess, because I'm a little slow. Jimmy Duresta's vlogs – are badass. They just are. Yeah. What I like about his approach to vlogging is most people's approach to vlogging is look at me. And Jimmy's approach is look at all these awesome people I know. It's just like, it's almost like anti-vlog, you know? Yeah. And and I I even said, and I don't care who, because I copy, like I said, I seriously, I copy my video style on a very crude level after Tim and Jimmy. It's no talking fast forward. Um, I talk now. If I do, I will do a <laughs> vlog. <laughs> I talk some. Uh, if I do a vlog, I'm going to do it like that because I think that's amazing. What's going on with me? What's going on outside of me? What's going on with the people I run into every day? I I just love it. So check out Jimmy's vlogs. They're they're just amazing. And um, that's all. Tim, great. How are you going to follow that up? That's uh, that's a lot of words there. I was watching some paint dry Big today. Words. Next. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wanted to point out um, my my buddy, the Lazy Watchsmith, who, you know, I feel bad because there's so many people out there making so much amazing stuff, and, and like, the Lazy Watchsmith is no exception, and it's not, like, a super small channel. He's got more than 8,000 subscribers. I mean, the guy's doing awesome stuff, mm-hmm. um, but I just, I, I can't watch them all, and I feel bad, like, because I... I just, I want to consume more of them. And, uh, and so he, th- this was one, like, you know, I see it come up in my newsfeed cause I subscribe and, and I, d- I saw, I was like, Oh, that looks really cool. And then he tw- uh, tw- uh, tweeted at me and it's like, Hey, I think you'll enjoy this. I'm like, yeah, I know. I saw it. So I went, and I watched it and it was awesome. He took a, um, it's called how to build a, how to build a picnic bar. And he took like a portable sewing machine. It's just this sort of like 60s, 70s looking sewing machine thing. Pulled the sewing machine out and he turned the bottom part, which is wood for this one. It was really nice. The one I have is all Bakelite. And, um, he uh, made it like a little bar. It holds like cans and wine glasses and a wine bottle. And it's just like kind of cute and impractical, but fun at the same time. And it's a, you know, perfect, like upcycling 101. Here's a, an object that's got no value and no use. And I'm going to give it a new value and a new use. And it's going to be really cool and fun. 
And uh, so that was my recommendation for this week. Sweet. I love it. Um, I think I've done this one before, but uh, I don't care. It's uh, Matthias Wandel. He just started a new Who? build series. Yeah, a little guy. Um, Matthias. Yeah, he is he is something special because mm. <clears throat> not to not to be a jerk or anything, but he, he's he's sometimes can be a little abrasive in comments and things like that. But the guy is so freaking smart, and his videos are so engaging and so engrossing. I could watch him do anything. He has these videos that are just total nonsensical. Like, here's my lawnmower, and let me see if I can cut some stuff. And it starts to trend, you know. And then he's like, like the he just did the one where he had the hand plane. He was like to simulate an earthquake. Yeah. He put the hand plane on the front of his quad just to yeah. drive around and just show how many it times started it started a meme. Off. Yeah, it's freaking awesome. Yeah, but he just started a build build series of uh, an eighteen inch bandsaw or a twenty inch bandsaw. I don't remember. Mm. And just to see him put these things together, it's crazy. Like the way he laminated the body structure. I don't know if you saw the most recent one, but he just. It's like five layers of wood and like this S configuration. And then at the end, when he wants to round over the corners, he takes another bandsaw that's on wheels and uses it to... Anyways, <laughs> the guy's unreal. I mean, he's just fantastic. And it would be a dream to get him on the uh, on the podcast. I'd love to I'd love to talk with him. Yeah. And uh, Matthias, uh, you're probably watching or listening. Call, Call me. me. <laughs> Call me. Have your people get in touch with my people. My people are Tim and Bill. <laughs> call <them. laughs> call me don't call bill yeah <laughs> yeah i wanted to point out one thing too real quick um tim sway did a video uh explaining about what's going on with his cnc um in a vloggish kind of non-vlog way and one of the things it seemed like you were a little nervous on there and speaking of selling out was just you know not wanting to go there and, and my comment to you was well, people were uh, treating Bob Dylan like crap when he went to electric, and he turned out okay. So yeah. just remember that. All you guys that are out there worried about what selling out means, I don't think you really understand the concept. And if you if you think about the people you're you're yelling at, you might say, oh, wait a minute. That's not really what's going on. Like like me and Tim. I hated him for about 10 minutes, and then I went, no, wait, no. That's <laughs> That's Tim. That's Tim. So tomorrow morning when you go out and look at the dusty back window of your truck and it has a big heart on it, that was me. Oh, yeah. You're the one that, that built that little kind of campsite in the back of my truck. How was you? I just got like creepy goosebumps because there probably will be a heart written in the dust of your window tomorrow morning. <laughs> <laughs> so come on, Bill. Um, let's do our channels. On Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, I'm Phil Pinsky, and MakerTechReviews.com. You can send me an email or Twitter me or whatever. And, and I contractually have to say thanks to Makia, Milwaukee, DeWalt, <laughs> Border Cable, and Rockler. You can find me at Tim Sway at DeWalt, Tim Sway at Border Cable, <laughs> uh, or TimSway.net, where I have no advertisements except for advertisements for my son in this podcast, and DangerMaid, who built my website. Yeah. Um, well, you can find me at um, uh, makertechreviews.com. No, um, uh, William, <laughs> williamlutes.com. Uh, that's what it was. Sweet. Uh, contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback, comments, to yell at us, info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com, or hit us up on Twitter at reclaimedaudio. iTunes reviews have been pouring in, and we need to, them to keep pouring in. Please 
keep uh, spending 30 seconds and writing us a review. It's been amazing and fantastic, and thank you so much. Tear and of jerkers. course, did you say cheeseburgers? No, I said tear jerkers. They're like, oh, they're yeah, so some beautiful. of them have been pretty cool. Yeah, it's really yeah. great. I'm glad you straightened that out because I thought you said I was a jerk. So <laughs> I, I am, I'm sensitive. I'm just he thought I said cheeseburgers, which is even worse. No. <laughs> And I want to say two last things. One is patreon.com slash reclaimed audio. We've spoken about it plenty um, this this episode. And it is a link on our website, reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. And on that note, also right underneath the reclaimed audio podcast, uh, under underneath the Patreon link on our website is an affiliate link. If you're planning on buying any tool or any supply or anything off Amazon at all, please go to our website and click on that link and then do your purchase. It doesn't cost you anything else and it kicks a couple of points towards us. And that is just, you know, more than anything we can ask. If you can't subscribe, can't give us money, then you can certainly click on a link. Can I do that too? Uh, Yeah. So I could, if next time, so like if my wife and I are buying shampoo or whatever, we could click on our website and then just go shop on Amazon. Yes. and And that will help us. Absolutely. So it doesn't matter what I'm buying. It doesn't have to be a tool. Correct. It's just anything on Amazon. Amazon. Just go through that link that I, I post up. There. I mean, I put it right to the tool section because whatever, but can I, can, can just... I copy and paste that link to like a sticky note on my desktop? So I don't have to go to our webpage. Yeah. Yes. You can copy and paste the and link. Was... I could, but I, yeah. it's not going to be something you could type up. I just bookmark it or whatever. Yeah. Could I copy, could I copy and paste and put it on my website? Yes. Just curious. All right, good chat. <laughs> I am so confused. I'll I just, tell you about it in the post show. Yeah. God, I no, I'm, I'm trying to learn means, about this stuff because I was, like, I was supposed to do it, whatever you know. I, it's because you want to sell out some more. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm uh, looking to sell out some more. We're diversifying. Okay, guys, thanks for listening and have a great week. Be good. Bye, everybody.